Very true. So right. have you played Alien Firestorm yet? Yeah, I played Wood Mission today. I just got it. I played Wood Mission. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie now. The actual gameplay for it looks great. Like it's uh visually looks really good. I'm actually kinda surprised at how nice it looks for like what was it, a forty dollar game? Yeah, forty bucks, yeah. But the only thing that's jarring to me is whenever you're like like on pre missions and you're talking to like the crew, the mouth doesn't move. <laughs> and that's, that's weird shit. That, that is weird. Like it throws me off so much because it's just weird. It's like they're all like talking with telepathy or something like that. It's like I'm playing Dune instead of Alien. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen up, Marines. We got some aliens. Oh, okay, so we got some. Oh, yeah, I can't say either. We got some aliens. We gotta kill. Actually did some work this time um, on the episode. Um, I actually, I actually uh, wrote out a little more than just uh, the names for the last two because well, I figured, I, I figured, I figured I'm gonna have to explain a little more. Like, I mean, my last two could 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 definitely consider be consider being very basic, um, but I, I don't care. <laughs> If it is because it's my last two. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> this is what you like. Yeah, but like this, like I said, you know, I said the first time, and I'll say it again before we really kind of get started. Like, bro, this is you know, we're not basing off sales or critical reviews or you know, watch times or you know, we're not basing it off. You know, this this is not like a a freaking report. I'm not basing this off somebody else like scholarly work. This is just what we feel, you know, and that's okay. Like every mm-hmm. you know, and, and if every top five has the exact same thing, then what's the whole point of it? I mean, there's no point after that if everything's the exact same thing, like over and over again, man. So that's just- yeah, that's that's true. Okay, uh, bring it back just a second. It's like um, like growing up, you know how you always try to fall like fall into the same clique or whatever, or like in the like similar cliques, like yeah. You basically fall into like uh, the groove of what your peers are doing because you don't want to be isolated or left out, you know. Yeah, and it it's one of those similar situations where you try to force yourself to maybe like a band that everybody is considered like you know oh they're the best thing ever and you don't like this you have shit taste. So you force yourself to try to like them. Yeah. But you know that's not that's just that's just not reality though. You know, like you say, you try to fit in. But I have, you know, I I don't care. I don't give a good flying flip where I fit in as far as my tastes are concerned because that's my taste. You know, that's my mm-hmm. taste. You you have to like what you like because if you start trying to, you know, trying to like what other people like or just to just just to make yourself have something in common, there's no point. You know, there's no point to like any of it, you know, and if things line up commonly, that's cool. You know, that's great. You know, that's, that's a wonderful thing. But if things are different, they're just different. Cause you know, I looked at, you know, after we recorded last time, I actually looked at some top anime lists, boy. Oh, hold on. Do you got, do you have any of this saved? 
No, nah, I didn't save any. I didn't save any, but boys, uh, especially nobody had uh, Rosafine in their top five. Some oh, people had right. Parasite the maximum, but I not a lot. But nobody had Rosafine in the top five. I was I was actually shocked by that. Um, I was actually very shocked. Uh, that that kind of caught G- me off guard, but that's okay. You know, do you use like um, the myanimelist.net thing? No, nah, I just googled in and I just looked at a couple links. You know. I'm gonna I wanna look at some real quick because I'm kinda curious. Oh god. <laughs> Alright, this list is terrible already. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, some of those days I just I can Okay, with okay. Alright, alright, I can vibe with this list because their number three is my number three. Oh, okay. But that's the only thing so far, because their number one and number two are far away from that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like it's everybody's like, you know, like different. Like spoiler alert, attack on Titan will be I guess we start. Yeah, spoiler alert: Attack on Titan is not in my top five. But if you look at some oh, lists, yeah. Attack on Titan, yeah. you know, like all of them. This one right here uh, in this list, Attack on Titan, is number one. See, is it, I mean, like everybody likes Attack on Titan, but I think guess that can what? be attributed to when we started watching anime as well. That's true. Um, you will like. Well, you remember? I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode or previously, but. You know, Attack on Titan was kind of like the jumping point for anime's mainstream in a way. It like, really was, yeah. Like, Surgeons for it, like, this pastime, that's when it got, like, real mainstream was whenever Attack on Titan, like, hit. Because everybody was talking about it and everybody was watching it. So, that could be a, a reasoning for it. But try to guess what number two is on this list. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Nope. Like, a little bit older, but not real old. A little bit older than I real old. Maybe Cowboy Bebop? Nah, it's a little newer than that. I don't know Cowboy Bebop. Not too old. One thing is, it is, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. It is going to be on our Why Your Anime Did Not Make the List. Huh. Megalobox? That's not on there. Wow. I thought that was crazy too because Megalobox Box was a great anime, but whatever. You want me to tell you? No, yeah, no, sure. that it was. Uh, you're you're thinking of our. Uh, you're thinking of our. Oh, I got you. honorable mentions. Was it Naruto? Yes. Uh, Number two is Naruto. <laughs> look, man. Naruto has the same problem that Dragon Ball Z had. Is that that was oh, a lot, no. that was a lot of people's first anime. You're you're kidding my religion now. That's a lot of people's first anime. So, you know, that's yeah. uh that's 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 gonna that's gonna be on a lot of lists. You know, you, you yeah. gotta be okay oh, yeah. with that. Oh yeah, I I'm I I understand why it's on people's list. It's just That's just far <laughs> off of what we discuss. Yeah. Uh honestly, you know what, I'll get into more of that whenever I talk about um my number two. But we're gonna do honorable mentions first because you know that's how you usually do it <laughs> so do you want to start off or are you gonna you want to, i'll let you start you do oh your... wow yeah it's always me it's always me yep. we going one by you... one or are we doing like all of them uh let's do one by one okay that would then you and but you know it'd be an honorable mentions it's just gonna be like a short summary yeah now honorable mentions uh this is this is very like it like it's a very straightforward thing here uh these are the anime titles that could have easily made the list but did not make the list uh i'm going to start off with what i have which is overlord uh overlord is actually really good overlord came out i want to say roughly three or four years ago now 
And it debuted on uh, Hulu, at least Hulu at the time. And it tells the story of uh, Ayn Zal Ghul. It's a Iseki anime. Basically, it's a guy who gets whisked away to another world. The premise of this one is that they had a guild of, you know, they had a guild of monsters. Like, Ayn Zal Ghul is like a skeleton. And in this guild, like, they would go raise, they would hunt, they were all best friends. But the game, right, the game that they were basically, the game was shut down. And when the game shut down, he was left in the game, and he had no way of logging out or getting out of it. And so that's just how kind of the story starts. Eyes is actually, the way he's built up, he's built up to be a villain. But he's not really, he's not really a bad guy. He's not really like a good guy either. He dispenses out justice to people. You know, he does the right thing, but also he does selfish things. And one thing I like about him, he does play the role of a demon lord very well, especially in the second season when he's responsible for, like, wiping out, like, large chunks of, like, armies, uh, doing, like, detestable things to humans. Uh, it's actually, like, a really great watch, and I encourage you to, you know, whenever you get a minute, sit down and look at it. Like I said, it, it could have easily been in my top five. Easily. Yeah, yeah, I've watched, I think I watched a little bit of it, and... One thing I will like preface on that though is that some people, if if you're not comfortable with etchy humor, and you might want to kind of like just be aware that there is a little bit in it, especially towards the beginning because you gotta think this is just a kid playing a game. Well, not a kid because he's like an adult. Yeah, he's but, like in his like late twenties. But like the way he sounds because he doesn't have like he doesn't really have like any relationship, so he's just kind of like there. So it explains why he's so comfortable with just staying in that world for uh, as long as he could before he got stuck in it. So basically, if y'all really want a good description for it, think Sword Art Online, but it doesn't suck. Ouch. Mm. More, more of an adult. I don't know. Sword Art Online does get pretty adult, actually. It does, but um, it sucks. So we're not going to talk about it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, I mean, Shots like, fired. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding that I don't like it, but I'm also saying it, it, it don't matter if you like it. I'm not, I'm not saying it sucks. <laughs> well, I am, but it's not. <laughs> it's just, it's just making it up funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, so on my first honorable mention and pretty much a majority of my honorable mentions are animes that I probably haven't finished yet or just started, but I feel like there will be potential contenders. Uh, mob psycho 100 is, uh, my number one on my honorable mentions That's or number good. five. That's pretty good one, actually. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's like, uh, I, I put it this way, all right? Because, um, you know, it's made by one, the guy who does One Punch Man. And he, uh, his art style, he's not, okay, he's not an artist. We'll, we'll go ahead and throw this out there and, and state facts. He is not an artist. But, and he actually drew this entire comic itself while, because he did the original One Punch Man webcomic, but it's getting remade by a, a more talented artist. You know, no shade, but yeah. the guy is more talented, just stating facts. And um, But he continued to do uh, Mob Psycho on his own. And he could see his pro uh, progression as he went. But, you know, still very, it sounds kind of crude. Well, the anime, the best thing about it is the art style that they chose for this animation and everything like that, it's not super jarring to the point where it's like like Attack on Titan's art style in the anime is so different from the manga that it kind of feels a little weird. Like, it's not the same thing. Uh, Mob Psycho 100 kind of has that, like, rough, kind of, like, hand-drawn look at times. And even at times, you can see where they pull in 
some imagery that resembles some of the original author's art style. So I definitely see uh, Mob Psycho 100 being a, a contender in the future, especially looking at how there's some deep uh, talks about depression and kind of like some uh, suppressing your emotions like uh, Mob has to. He has to you know, constantly keep his emotions pressed because if he doesn't, he'll like go wild and his psychic powers would just go like berserk and he could potentially like hurt a lot of people. So that can kind of like bring that into the real world where he actually do something similar and uh, our emotions press down and don't really expose ourselves and actually can potentially hurt people in real life. You know, very deep shit. You know? Yeah, it's pretty funny too. Like he has like a lot of funny moments. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like you got that, you got the, um, the Hercule like character, uh, of his his mentor, who yeah. is supposedly the strongest <laughs> strongest psychic in the world, and Mob is Mob is his disciple or uh, understudy, and he actually uses him to do the things. But it's just like how Hercule was saying that he's going to beat all these people, but he kept saying that the Z Fighters were his his students of his. Ah, yes, young Gohan, my apprentice. He totally has us in the bag. I've trained him ever since he was a young boy. Yeah, you know, that guy. Yeah, I trained this guy. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny all around. And it's kind of interesting because Bob is a little bit of a weirdo. And so his interactions with people are pretty funny. Uh, oh, yeah. But there's a lot of weirdos in there, you know, as far yeah. as the series goes. Oh, yeah. I think I'm like on, um, I mean, I'm still early. I just, uh, the other guy that has psychic power showed up, the blonde hair guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty, yeah. he's pretty funny too. He, yeah, he just showed up, but like the prior before that, one of my favorite parts was uh, whenever the um, the telepathy club or whatever they were, uh, the the ghost, whatever it's basically kind of like a psychic club in a way, but not really, was uh, trying to get Mob to join them and because they needed one more member or else they would uh, have to be kicked out of that room. And but the health and fitness club uh, was wanting the room and. Then Mob figured out that he he finally decided what club he wanted to be in, and but instead of choosing the club that everybody thought he would choose, he chooses the health and wellness club because he wants to get fit, so he can ask he can yeah. ask his, the girl out. Yeah. <laughs> so little little moments like that are just like they kill me because it's just funny. Right. Okay. So uh, next up for me is Kaminari of the Iron Fortress. Uh. I wrestled with this one too. I think I wrestled with all of all my honorable mentions. Uh, Carbonari of the Iron Fortress was made by the same person who created Attack on Titan. Uh, same person, same studio, all that stuff. And it tells the story of this guy called Ikoma, which uh, basically what's happened in Japan is that there's an industrial revolution, you know, kind of like how it is in like, excuse me, how it happened in like Britain all those years ago, even America, you know, they harness the power of steam trains and stuff like that begin to actually work on iron and other things build like these gigantic structures but what derailed their revolution was the introduction of the kabane the kabane are basically zombies right <clears throat> humans get affected whether they turn into zombies and like all other zombie uh, movies or tv shows as you watch the kabane start to overrun everyone and so what happens in this world these people banded together in small groups and built towns with high walls. 
And the things that connected the towns to one another was a set of trains, like railroads, like the trains connected one to another. In the beginning of the series, you have Ikoma who's trying to actually find a way to stop. The, he wants to fight, just like a lot of errands. Like, I want to fight. I want to stop the Kabane from, like, ravaging us and destroying us because these towns are starting to fall. And you start to hear, like, hey, we lost communication with these guys, right? We lost communication. We haven't heard anything from them in months. Are they still alive? Are they still there? And so he wants to fight. Long story short, you know, his town gets overrun, and he becomes affected by the same virus that turns people into the Kabane. But he stops it. He found a way to stop it and control it and actually harness it. And you follow his story as they go along. They try to... uh they try, like I said earlier, they try to fight back. They try to grab a hold of something. They try to live a life. They want to live a life not possessed by fear of these creatures. And it's really good. It's really good. Like, uh, one thing that stands out to me, what you don't see from the beginning, and it takes a while to get there, is the main villain, uh, Biba. Biba is probably one of my most hated villains that I've seen in like a really long time. He doesn't seem like a villain. He actually kind of portrays himself as a hero. But he's a madman like Sir Archibald. Like, they're the same type of, like, Batman. Like, I want to control, I want to destroy, I want to right all the wrongs that have been committed upon me. And I don't care what I have to do to right those wrongs. I don't have, I don't care how many bodies I got to put in the ground to get where I want to go. So I really, really dislike Biba. Now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of correlations between Ikoma and Aaron Yeager. A lot of correlations. You'll see that play out. But it's kind of like, you know, because I watch the Tackle Titan, and, you know, Aaron doesn't, Aaron, like, always gets his ass kicked. Like, I don't think it ever fails. I think I, I can't really go back to too many fights where Aaron was like, yo, I won. But Ikoma, he gets his ass kicked, too, but he fights back. Like, he really fights back. He really stands a chance, and he wins a lot more than he loses. So it's a good show. It's a pretty short watch. I want to say it's about 12 episodes, maybe less, about 12 episodes. Yeah. But it's good from, like, beginning to end. And I was, like, one of the first animes that you got a bidding war on because Amazon Prime had bought the rights, and it took everybody else a while to get a hold of it. Damn. Yeah, I think it's on Funimation now. Yes, on Amazon Prime, HBO Max, I know, because I looked at it the other day. And I think it's on Crunchyroll now. I think you get the dub in the sub on Crunchyroll. I had to double check. And let well, me just say, Ikoma had, like, the best, like, glow up as far as, like, <laughs> the way a character looks at the end of the series. Like, that was, like, insane. It's a good show, man. It's a good show. I encourage everybody to watch it. Yeah, I got uh, I got it added in my queue now. I might try to check that out soon. Since it's only 12 episodes, that's not bad. Um, it's all right. Speaking of only 12 episodes, I my next series is another one that I haven't really finished. I just kind of started also. But I could definitely see this. And as I said before, another one that could be a high contender. Um, just because it's not your typical shonen series, it's called uh, Citrus. And it's on, uh, I think, Funimation and Crunchyroll. I'm not sure where else, but I mean, if anybody who's listening to this likes anime, they probably have one of the two. And uh, Citrus is actually a very slice-of-life kind of anime. And it's like basically this girl who uh, is just got moved, like got, basically got relocated to a different area, so she's starting a new high school. And 
on her first day, she's trying to make an impression. So she has the uniform that they're supposed to wear and she kind of changes it up, kind of makes it a little more her unique, but kind of like a little like more sex appeal to it. You know, like the skirt's a little too short. Um, she's kind of like, instead of wearing a sweater, like she's supposed to, she's like wearing it around her waist and she's kind of got her shirt kind of unbuttoned a little bit. And, you know, just kind of like trying to like stick out with everybody wearing jewelry, got her makeup up and all that stuff. Well, obviously it brings attention on the first day and it's an all girls school. Like the entire school, just, there's no boys except for like male teachers and stuff like that. And so obviously, you know, it makes an impression the first day and she gets a uh, question by the student, the uh, student body uh, president. And she's kind of like a, almost like a stickler in a way. And so they kind of come off the uh, wrong path or whatever. And she actually finds out later that her mom, the reason why they relocated because she got remarried. She married this uh, girl who's the student body council, who's the student president. She married her dad. So they're now stepsisters. What a thing to hide from a kid. Yes. (laughs) So they're, they're, they're stepsisters now and they're sharing the same room. And, Prior before that, uh, her new stepsister's grandpa is actually like the dean, like the administrator of the actual school and everything. And so she's kind of got like this uh, theory, you know, she might she's now kind of famous, so they can't really do nothing. Well, she's kind of crushing on one of the teachers at that school, but she finds out that her new stepsister is actually supposed to be. Uh, set up to marry that guy like uh, as an arranged marriage and she catches him like you know making out or whatever and so she kind of she basically you know start crap or not she questions her out like well how was that kiss you know and her her uh, sister basically throws her pins her down and actually kisses her and it's basically won't let her up you know and she basically as she's done she's like this it was like that and walks off and leaves her there. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So the girl is like freaking out now because she's like, that was, uh, she, you know, she's never been kissed before. That was her first kiss. And she just did that. But then she's like, but why do I feel so weird about it? Like why? Like, so basically it's kind of like her finding out that she is not like, you know, she doesn't swing for the opposite team anymore. Like she's on the same team. How's it good? How's that right? Is that right, Fraser? Uh oh, I've been awakened to a new level of sexuality. Basically, like she found out like her true calling in a way, I guess you would say. So, um, I haven't feel like I said I only watched a little bit. It's actually really interesting though, like the character development between the two, and um, it's just it's really like a gorgeous anime too. Like it's just really clean, and just the production quality is really nice. I mean, there is a little bit here and there of like. Uh, overuse of background CGI character models whenever like busy and like at the busy school with them walking around. But other than that, I, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's on, like I said, it's on Funimation. It's pretty short. Yeah. That's on everything too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And Crunchyroll. Yeah. That's on everything too. Well, is they kind of like the same thing now at the merger. Well, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out, hopefully it's a good thing for us <laughs> and not a bad thing. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> but no, no, I don't know. I won't, I won't say anything bad because we don't know. I won't say anything bad yet. I will wait until I have all the information and then make a decision from there. 
as what you should do being a responsible adult. Uh, so next one up, an honorable mention is Megalobox. Now, Megalobox, is, this is kind of a weird one for me because I really like the first season. The second season is airing right now. And I'm having a real hard time enjoying it because that's just how they made it. So basically what it is, uh, Megalobox tells the story of this dude called Junk Dog, right? The, this is his name at the beginning. Uh, he's just a underground boxer. That's all he does. He's an underground boxer, and he throws fights. Like, he gets in the ring, and he fights as hard as he can. And But at the end, he's like, you know, because he's a trainer, hey, you got to throw the fight so me you can make some money. And this goes on for a while, and uh, Junk Dog, he hates it. He wants to, you know, I'm better than this. He wants to prove that he's the best. And by a strange twist of fate, he gets put in the boxing ring with the world champion. And, of course, it doesn't go his way. He gets his ass kicked. You know, he gets his lights knocked out. But that moment propels him forward and then jump into the ring of the Megalobox tournament. So he fights with, like, you know, he used, they call it, like, gears. They're, like, these automatic things or, like, these echo, echo uh, skeletons that are attached to, like, his back shoulders or to his arms. Joe doesn't have any money. Well, they changed his name to Joe so he can get in there. He goes from junkyard dog to Joe. So Joe doesn't have any money. He can't maintain his gears. He's flat broke. They're living like on like a like an old like rickety boat. And so they come up with the idea of what if we fight without these exoskeletons? What if we fight without gears? And so he starts to win. You know, he starts to face these mechanical, you know, people use these mechanical devices. He starts winning using, like, his bare hands, the true form of human expression. That's what I got from it. And he starts to win. He calls himself Gearless Joe. The series uh, progresses forward. And some really great things happen. There are some lows, but Joe ends up getting to, like, the highest peak. And I loved it. I loved it. I, I mean, that's one of the few shows that I can say, man, I got to watch this when it comes out. I got to watch this the day it dropped. I mean, I'm up 12 o'clock in the morning uh, waiting for that thing to hit Crunchyroll so I can watch like the next episode. So I really got into it. But now as we fast forward to this season, which is currently airing right now, you go from the top is to the highest mountain all the way back to the bottom. Joe is basically at this point clinically depressed and he's fighting like these sanctionless like bump fights. In a way, he's hooked on painkillers. Like, you know, like I say, you go from the all the way to the top, you go all the way back down to the bottom, which I get it. And I think the story is going to build up to something. But man, dude, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch somebody achieve that and just go backwards. And I mean, I go backwards a little bit, go all the way backwards, like all the way. I mean, not even at his starting point. You know, you can think of it as he's he's probably further behind his starting point was back at the beginning of the series at first. And the reason why that didn't make my top five is, man, you got you got to stick the landing, bro. You got to stick the landing. You gotta you gotta stick the landing. And they got the landing right on first season, but we go into the second season. They they didn't stick the landing, and the things I loved about the first season just didn't really transfer over that well. I still think it's good. I still think it's worth a watch, but it's so difficult for me to enjoy. So difficult. Yeah, um, we have talked about stuff like that before. Uh, how a series or a game or a movie 
how it can be great going all the way up to the end, but if the landing does not stick or it's just not satisfying, it can ruin your experience. Not necessarily saying that what you, you know, what happened before you didn't enjoy and you thought it was great. It's just, it could have ruined what was a great movie. How many movies can we name? Trilogies where the first two movies were leading up to this great finale. But then when the third movie comes out, it just crashes. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, maybe when I finish it, I may feel like a different type of way. Like I may, Mm -hmm. like I might, I might get that feeling back, man. But like just just doing that the way they did it, I I hate series that make you think what the main character did served no purpose. You know what I mean? Like it served mm-hmm. no purpose. Like okay, you 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 fought this hard, you did all this stuff, and you get pushed all the way back. Now setbacks are a part of human life. We've all had setbacks. I'm going through a setback right now, but. What I gained and what other people have gained, they didn't lose all of it. They didn't lose all of it. I had the knowledge to get back to where I was before. I had that. You know, whatever I lost, whatever my setback was, I had the knowledge to progress forward. It's kind of like playing like an RPG or whatever. Like you lose all your best gear, but you know how to get your best gear back. But I just feel like, I feel like, man, like they just erased they just erased this dude. Like, they just erased him, and they started, they put him through all this just to make us feel bad. Like, they made, like, hey, let's make this story so we can make all our, our great viewers feel like pieces of crap for liking this guy, you know? And maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's not what they were going for, and maybe I shouldn't even interpret it that way. But that's literally how I feel, like, when I started watching that second season. And it, actually, I said it was still going. I think it finished last month. I'm probably about four or five episodes away from being done, so I probably will sit down and watch it. But it's just, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just it's just a different taste, and I, I'm just not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. But still, I encourage you to watch. Still, still watch it. I think you still like it, uh, at least do what's you, going do, on. Do you think if it doesn't make the landing, will you put it on the other list that we have? Nah, I, I probably won't. I probably won't ever go back and add it. Because it's kind of like Mass Effect 3, right? You know? Oh, yeah, that's a perfect example. Like, Mass Effect 3, I always tell people Mass Effect 3 is is not about the, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. But it doesn't matter how much you enjoy the journey, you're always going to end up at the exact same spot. You know, you're always Mm going to end up at that same spot that you don't want to be at. And so if I watch this series from beginning to end, I'm always going to find myself in the middle where I don't want to be. And so I don't think I could ever overlook that. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I don't know anything about this series. I think I seen it's on Netflix, right? Uh, first season's on Netflix. Yeah. So is that one of those? Uh, yeah, because Netflix. I keep forgetting Netflix. Netflix does the thing I hate the most, and basically makes it where you have to wait until the series, yeah. the season, or the series is over with before you can actually watch it. Right over here legally. And Funimation, uh, I think Funimation had the simulcasting rights to it. That's what I've been watching it on. I, I don't recall. I don't recall seeing it on Crunchyroll. I only remember seeing it on Funimation. So I, I, I'm interested. Um, I'm not sure if I actually going to be able to watch it, <laughs> but I probably will. Maybe one day. Um, so we'll see how that goes in my future. Um. 
So we're going to go into my number three. We're on three, right? Yeah, we're on three. Yes, yeah, three. Okay. Okay. Uh, so my number three is another series that I haven't finished, but I know a good bit about already. Like, I know how it ends and all that. It's just I haven't had time to watch it all the way through. I watched little bits and pieces. I've seen the ending. I saw it back when it first aired on Adult Swim. Uh, I attempted to rewatch it, but I kind of, like, had some moments where I uh, just haven't – I fall out of things sometimes because I get I – have, I have a lot of, like – okay, dude, I think I have ADHD or some kind of form of it. I just never got professionally diagnosed with it well, because I'm a I – would you like some Xanax? Yes, please. God, yes. <laughs> I'm not that type of doctor. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> and I'm not censoring this because I figured that, I, I, that takes too damn long to censor stuff. So this is exploit content for now on. <laughs> Bro, just censor it. Just do- <laughs> so the series is uh, considering, you know, my ADHD, I never got to finish it or ADD or whatever I got. Um, I have some form. I just don't have diagnosed yet. Uh, I have never actually finished Cowboy Bebop all the way through. What? Oh God! Yeah, I know. Wow. I should be shot. Wow! I should be shot. Wow! Um, yeah, but I know the series. I know all of the bonds in the series. I know all the depressed jokes. I know all of the sadness. I know how it ends. I just haven't experienced it all the way through. I've seen the movie too. The movie's actually really good, but. That's the main reason why it's not in my top five is because I have not watched it fully. So that would be, this is anime that really I don't need to go into too much about it because it is in a, a pretty much one of the few classics. I would say it's one of the more adult classic starter animes. And it's, I mean, honestly, why would I not watch this all the way through considering it has everything I love? Like animations are beautiful. It's set in a cyberpunk world. The music's like outstanding. The characters are lovable and you just like just vibe with them so well. And it's a 26 episode series. So like I shouldn't have this kind of struggle with like trying to finish it. I will do it. It doesn't mean, but that's the main reason why it's not in my top five. But basically short story short, um, bunch of bounty hunters in space, uh, have a lot of like dark past. Uh, their history is kind of untangled as they go. And as they do things, they kind of like basically figure out, you know, Hey, this is how things are. And that's basically the simplest thing I can say about it. I thought Cowboy Bebop was really good. Uh, I, I watched it several times uh, because they used to play it back to back on Adult Swim back in the day. Uh, yeah, so I I really enjoyed it. I I always thought it was like just upper echelon like stuff, man. Like you know, as far as like just beginning and end watches, so it's really good, man. Uh, but only only reason why I didn't make my top five was because the the ending wasn't bad. Actually, I just didn't like the ending. Uh, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it actually was a really good ending, and everything that was it was a destiny fulfilled. A lot uh, of people was, do not like the ending. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I absolutely don't like it. I don't think it's bad, but I just think it's just, I, it, man, dude. I just sometimes you just hate those feelings that you get, you know. Like sometimes you you just feel tortured by some of the things that you see, and I felt tortured at the end of uh, 
Cowboy Bebop. Because I really, I really grew to like Spike. I really grew to like Spike. I really grew to like enjoy his character. And he's the reason, he's the reason why you stay. He's the reason why you keep watching. And I just couldn't. I just I just couldn't stomach it, man. And I'd rather I'd rather forget it. I'd rather forget it and pretend like I never watched it <laughs> than to put it in my top five to remember that moment forever. Like that's how much it just just stuck with me. How much it just stuck, how much I disliked that uh that ending. Like I said, it wasn't a bad ending. It's just not the ending I wanted. And so I can't really I can't really punish the creator for that. I can't really attack anybody for that because that is their creation. But it's a series with very few flaws. And if you never watched it, you know, of course, you know, please do so. I'm just not sure who has it streaming right now. Funimation. Funimation. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, Funimation has the rights to the to the anime now because they uh, a lot of the anime co- production companies back in the day that kind of like were like short lived. Funimation bought a lot of them, and uh, Cowboy Bebop was one they got. Ghost in the Shell, I think they got them as well. I'm not 100% sure on the Ghost in the Shell one, but I want to say they got hit. And Acria. They got Acria as well. And, you know, for years I've been calling it Akira, but I think it's Acria. That's how you're supposed to say I don't know. I watched that movie one time. I didn't know. But I didn't fall to in me, love with it like everybody else did. But, but that was good. But to me, in my southern twang, Akira actually sounds better, so I might just keep calling it Akira. Well, that's all right. Southern twang, as somebody pointed out. The other day. Now, I want to get to the tail end of this. Uh, this is probably, for older people, this is probably their favorite mech anime, which is Gundam Wing. Uh, Gundam Wing was actually really good. It was really good. I couldn't put it in my top five, right? The reason why I couldn't put it in my top five is because I rewatched it a few years ago, two years ago. And man, it just didn't age well. It just don't hit the same. It don't hit the same at all. It's very soap opery. Now, you know, Gundam Wing mostly follows the story of Hero Huey, a uh, colonist who pilots the iconic Gundam Wing, and also Wing Zero and the Epion, three of the most recognizable Gundams you can ever put your eyes on. Like the Gundam what do they look like? <laughs> just kidding. Jesus Christ. Draw draw a picture, mother effer. Bang bang. You can do that. You have the ability. I do, but do I really wanna? All right then. No. <laughs> no. So Cause, okay. Cause I'm what we call a lazy artist. Bro, if you hear this, Google Gundam Wing. If you can't if you can't just remember what it looks like, just Google it. You'll get a thousand pictures. I'm just kidding. Basically, basically I'll give them a quick, quick, oh quick, quick. Oh it's my re- God. No, no, oh it's really it's a it's a real quick, I promise. I promise. I promise. Three if you hours ever, later. Listen, listen, <laughs> it, listen. If you ever wondered what a giant robot angel looked like, <laughs> that's what Gundam Wing Zero looks like. <laughs> That's all you need to that's know. That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like. All right. So, like I said, very iconic. Uh, actually, it's been kind of a... The wing has been a base, a mainstay in the Gundam series. Actually, with a lot of different variations, uh, especially if you look at, like, the Gundam Breaker or uh, Gundam Build animes that are out right now. Uh, and it's not just Hero. You got other people that sit there as well, like Duo Maxwell, who's very iconic. Uh, and also tells the story of... Uh, 
Relina or Rihanna P. Scrap. Man, I think I got her name wrong. Relina. Maybe it's okay. It's Nobody it's, cares. It's Relina, right? Yeah, it's Relina P. Scrap. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I watched I, I watched Gundam Wing once, and that was when I was like in middle school. Do you think I remember anything from that? No, all I remember is the really cool mechs. That was it. Well, that's really the best thing about the series was the really cool mechs. Uh, but it kind of plays off their relationship a lot. Uh, also, with her brother Miliardo Peacecraft or Sex Marquis. Uh, there's the common theme in Gundam that the villain must wear a mask, and so he also filled that role quite well. Uh, the story, like I say, the story is super political. Every Gundam has its political undertones, and this one's no different. But this one focuses on the political aspect so heavily. And when I rewatched it, I was like, man, it's a lot of like, you know, this is kind of like a lot of different ideologies battling against one another. And then, you know, the mech battles are sprinkled in between the mix. It deserves an honorable mention because it's one of the better mech animes to ever come out or mecha animes. You know which one's better? What's that? Gundam Fighter. G Gundam. Well, I... Mobile Fighter. Now, that's a raging debate. Shining I, Finger. I personally like G Gundam better than Gundam G, G Gundam is like straight up. You know, I, G Gundam is a good-ass anime. Like, I need to go back and rewatch that because... See, the thing about G Gundam, it's like... It's like ramen noodles, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> or like top ramen. It's yeah. good. It's a good instant fix, but after you eat it, like, oh God, I just I ate whatever this was, but it was delicious. Because it doesn't serve it doesn't like oh gosh, what what can I say? It's just a guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? It doesn't do anything critically well. It doesn't do anything exceptionally well. But the fights are crazy. And he says, these hands of mine are burning red. And you know, like, oh, wow, this is like worth the admission. It's kind of like you watch wrestling and uh, Stone Cold hits somebody with the Stone Cold Stunner. This was like worth the entire time. But this former media didn't push me any forward. You know what I'm saying? But G Gundam is still, still very good. It's still, still very good to this day. Yeah, G Gundam, uh, that's a series, man. Okay, quick synopsis for that. Think Dragon Ball, but fighting mechs in a world tournament. You know what? That whole thing, yes. that G Gundam is basically a tournament arc. It is. The and that's why thing. it's so damn good. The entire thing is just a tournament and, arc. Okay, now the, the only thing that I hate about G Gundam is uh, because when it was released, it was released uh, in, on the Toonami block because I think Gundam Wing was first released on Adult Swim because they actually had, or they did Toonami and then they did the unedited version on Adult yeah, Swim. they had that Gundam Wing uncut where they'd be like, damn, in hell. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't remember. I can't believe they said that. Damn. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like, um, so I'll actually go into that on my number one. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, so they, after that point, you know, Gundam started kind of spiking in popularity over here in the West. People started buying the kits and everything like that. Everything, it, you know, they started going crazy. So, Toonami kept trying to throw out more Gundam series. G Gundam, I think, was the next one. But it was because it was on uh, Toonami still, even though that was a cable network, it was still considered a kids' program because it was animated and on Cartoon Network. They still had to go around the censors and stuff like that. So, I think the main fighter. Gundam was supposed to be like the Shining God Gundam or something like that, but they had to censor it to uh, just Shining Gundam or something. And the main antagonist was like a Devil uh, Gundam. 
but they had a sensor hit saying it was like darkness going on or something like that. So the name's just kind of like, it's just, that's just a little nitpick. But yeah, it's kind of like Hercule, like Hercule, you know, and, uh, and uh, other, what was it, uh, anime, he's Mr. Satan. You know what I mean? And uh, so that was the same thing. You're right, because it was a devil Gundam. Hello, uh, no, what was his name? Yeah, it was a devil Gundam and it was a god Gundam or the burning Gundam, what we call it in America, too. Uh, which yeah. I really think, though, that was like a good, like I said, it was a, a top tier B movie. It's a top tier, like, action movie from like the 80s and uh, and the arts art style is very very reminiscent of that kind of era of like yeah. animation yes that, that is that is uh that is very true that is uh 100 true but you got like i said you got no solid man you know i i can't say that any gunner was terrible it's just the they are quite inconsistent some mm-hmm. of them are i think what happens with gunner is that they attempt to chase the first one so much, like the first one that came out like in the seventies, like they attempt to like chase that down, and that yep. just does not work all of the time. It just doesn't work, and it's it's some do expand on each other, uh, but like I say, some of them just kind of fall short. Like like you got like Gundam Wing, like there's a lot of stuff from the first Gundam that they try to pull over Gundam Wing and try to mix it up. But it didn't quite work out so well. Like I said, I know it sounds like I'm ragging on it, but I actually really like it because if the only thing you get out of it is that the suits are cool, that's more than enough. Uh, so well, Gundam had uh, this, this. You ever watched the uh, Zoids? Yeah, I watched Zoids. Zoids had the same, a very similar um, issue over here that Gundam did, but. In the sense of like uh, when Gundam Wing first came, Gundam Wing came here first, and it was because it was easier accessible to kids, and they were able to kind of like get by with like a lot of things and everything like that. But they couldn't do original Gundam because it was a, you know, a bunch of kids in war, right? So the issue that uh, Gundam that Zoids had was, I think the first arc itself was about a, a war anime. It was like a bunch of kids fighting in a war and they were kind of going at it. But the thing is, is that, you know, Americans do not like the idea of putting kids in war. So they couldn't really show the first season of either one. Yeah, like they couldn't show the first Gundam or the first Zoids over here yeah. and, um, on like a cartoon network or I, whatever. I gotta go. So they had, they went with the next one right, and the second right. ones were a little bit different. Like in the sense of Zoids, uh, I forgot what the second one was called, but it was more of like a tournament art. Yeah, kind it's of like Zoid. No, it was Zoid Genesis was the first one. Mm-hmm. And, oh the second gosh. one was just called Zoids over here. I think. I think it was just called Zoids. Yeah. And uh, and it was basically like very similar. It was a similar style of G Gundam in the sense of it being like a giant tournament art. Zoids was actually pretty badass. It had... All right, so here's the thing about Zoids. Zoids got worse as it progressed on, which is crazy to me. Which is crazy to me. Like Zoids, like the very first, yeah, the very first Zoids anime in America, in America, was really good. You know what I'm saying? You had. They actually grew up, right? You know, because like you said earlier, like they were like kids. 
when you when you first get to them, they're like kids or whatever like that. They're just trying to make it. You know, this little dude's got liger or whatever like that. He's got he's got his liger, and I forget the girl who's with him because it was so long since I watched this thing. It was absolutely so long. I think I haven't I haven't watched Zoys in years. But they ended up having a fight like this T Rex. Like he was like a beast of light destruction. And nobody could pilot him, nobody could stop him. And they fought him for like years, but then they actually grew up. They grew up and they got like older. They like fell in love, all that stuff like that. And they fight and I think the last episode they fight and they defeat the T Rex. That's how it ends. Right? Mm-hmm. And so then you had the second Zoids that came out. Right, like I said, the Terminator that was good, but still not on the level of the first Zoids. And then after that, it just goes just completely, uh, it just goes completely downhill, downhill, uh, into what we have on Netflix right now, which is absolutely terrible. Yeah, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah, you know they don't even ride inside of the Zoids; they ride on top of them, and I don't understand. How a series can start off that great and then get so progressively bad. And then maybe get too. We watched it when we were young, so maybe we had like some rose-colored glasses on there, and maybe it was we made it out to be better than what it was. But wow, still to where they to where the, to where they are now is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Beyblade. <laughs> Beyblade's like that now. Well, Beyblade was always terrible. It was. I'm not even gonna lie. Beyblade, Beyblade was so bad. Man, that 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 American uh that American theme song was uh was top was top top tier, top tier stuff, man. I try to remember how it goes. You know, you like let's Beyblade. It is like let it rip a lot of times. It was pretty good. Yeah. Well, that was because you know we were stupid. <laughs> we were children. Anyway. We were we were just boys. <laughs> We were just little boys. We were just kids. We wanted the toys. We wanted the little Beyblades. We wanted the little spirit animals to come out of them. But they did. They did. We were all all disappointed whenever that didn't happen. Dragoon. Dragoon. Dragoon, why aren't you coming out of the top? Why is it only lasting for five seconds? Like, what the hell? They spent a whole 30-minute episode on this. (laughs) They did, you know. They did. It was so intense. It was so intense the way they made it out to be. God, do you ever play the PlayStation 1 game of that? No, I I never did. It was it was terrible. Oh my god. Like the controls were so bad you couldn't control the top at all. I bought it. I got why well, I didn't buy it. My parents got it for me and yeah. like I played it and I was like, this is trash. <laughs> I think I think I think I just gave it away or, or something. But that, anyway. That and, uh, that and Monster Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher was a terrible game. Oh god, basically it was it was in that falling on the footsteps of trying to get uh, following the Pokemon the Pokemon um hike train. That was what that was. Which was a much better crazy that it was a much better anime. Uh <laughs> Well, not really, considering that the the Pokemon anime basically just kind of yeah, like had no idea. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not to gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. Monster Hunter is is not what I could consider uh, top shelf. So Monster Monster Rancher, Monster Rancher, Monster Rancher. Why well, I say Hunter, Monster Rancher. Yeah, uh, the Monster Rancher anime monster- was uh, it was watchable. Yeah, it was interesting, but um, we're getting way too sidetracked over here. So uh, my number two, since you already did your number two, right? is uh yeah. Demon Slayer. And Demon Slayer is an anime that is not finished yet. 
I have finished the manga. And it's actually, it's very good. A lot of people kind of hated the ending to the manga because of like, uh, well, I don't know if I should say that because that's kind of spoilery. So I'm not going to say it. But the excuse for why people hated that ending is kind of lame because I thought it was actually kind of cool. Um, have you finished the manga? No, I have finished it. Okay, good. I haven't. Well, when you get a chance to, you'll kind of see what like a lot of people were complaining about the ending, but it actually, it's actually kind of cool in a way whenever you make sense out of it. But the whole thing is going to be if they keep up the, the quality that they're doing now with like the first uh, season and then the movie, which I still haven't watched yet, but it is available on Funimation now. The movie is. And if they keep up the high qualityness of that and they uh, continue it in season two, and if they basically do the last big arc as a giant movie as well, this could be a potential like dethroning of somebody's top five somewhere. Because Demon Slayer is basically a series, it pushes the main character to his breaking point of he loses his entire family at the beginning. And the only family he has left is his, like, little sister. And she, unfortunately, is being turned, she got turned into a demon by the demon that killed his family. Well, the uh, supposedly only way that she could maybe, maybe, it's not even a, a guaranteed, it's just a possibility that she might can get turned back into a human is if he can find the original demon and basically they would have to do like some kind of blood test and stuff and have to come up with a cure. It's not even guaranteed. This kid literally breaks his bones. He trains to the point of literally like any normal person would probably die and succeeds in this training. So he can hunt down this demon to turn his little baby sister back because she's the only thing he has left. Now the series itself has a lot of like humor kind of spread out even though like the premise is very dark and kind of like depressing considering the fact, you know, it's, uh, you know, family issues and everything like that. But there is a little bit of humor sprinkled throughout. But the biggest thing is that constant relationship, that constant struggle that all the main characters have. And it's, it's going to be a series that people will be talking about for a long time. And if that, that final arc, gets animated it's going to be intense because it is literally one long ass battle (laughs) like i was reading it i think i was into i don't know how many chat verses in demon slayer um but i was like around maybe somewhere around two-thirds like or a little bit before two-thirds of the manga and they were kind of like things are kind of coming into place where it was feeling like it was like the final showdown. And I was like, there's no way this is the final, you know, I saw my, my theory was like, they're going to have a scruff. Some people are going to get killed off and they're going to come back and hunt them down later. Right. That was my theory. I was wrong. (laughs) That final fight took up the rest of the manga. (laughs) So it's going to be, it's an interesting series. Uh, Definitely something that uh, we will have to check into later when it's completed. You know, uh, I did, uh, I watched it, I would say, well, I read the manga first. I read the manga right before, no, excuse me, I read the manga, I think, when it was about 12 chapters, 12 chapters in, 
And I said, man, we're really on to something. You know, really on to something. I kept watching, kept watching it. That I kind of fell off of it. Because the art style in the manga is actually kind of weird. Um, when you go back and look, it's very different. Well, I would say weird. It's, it's, it's a lot different from what you're used to. And at first, it's a little jarring, but then you kind of get into it. Like, man, this is actually like a, it's, it's a nice touch. And I gave it a break because, of course, like with all things, I started watching something else or doing something else. Or I think I got into a video game. And I forgot about it until the anime started up. And I finished the first season of anime. I'm like, wow, we are really on to something. Like, we really got something here. Uh, the thing about Diva Slayer, it doesn't have a lot of flaws. It doesn't have a lot of flaws. It doesn't do the things I dislike the most. And the main character, what was it, Tanjiro? Am I saying that right? What Tinder? Yeah, yeah. Tinder, Tinder, yeah. What's that right? Yeah. So the main yeah, yeah. character, he's like really cool too. I like, and he like progresses like that whole training arc when he's like training, he's like training in the woods and stuff like that, and like he meets like two people that were uh, training before him, and then you kind of figure out their story as it progresses on. You're like, wow, like that's just you know, it's just just nuts. And the thing about it is, it doesn't overstay his welcome, which is going to sound crazy for what we're getting ready to talk about. But it does not in any way overstate its welcome. Like, it holds tight for, like, the longest time. And it's a complete story. And it shows you you don't have to last for 20 years. You don't have to be around for 40 years to tell a complete, original, and a great story. Like, when that thing ends, and I'm just waiting until anime drops before I watch everything. But when it ends, it's going to have a, I don't think my list is ever going to change. Uh, I'm just so sitting, you know, I'm just sitting stone right now. This is what I like, but most definitely, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna ring some bells, man. It's gonna ring some bells once people actually get into it. Once they get to like the end of it, it's really gonna it's really gonna pop. Yeah, definitely. It's like a, one of those. It's gonna be a classic one day. I feel it. Um, give it a couple of years after it's it's finished and let everything. Yeah, let it go so. And I, I would consider Demon Slayer being something that would be he's gonna have a better standing than I would say Attack on Titan. Because Attack on Titan is kinda like just shock value at this point. Uh and, there's a there's a there's a there's a deep story in there somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's there, but it's just like there's too much like shock value to keep the reader you know, hooked that and by the time it's over with, it's just kinda like, oh okay. Yeah, in, yeah. In Demon Slayer, there there are some shocking moments, but but it, they're 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 used for the right they're used the right way. Yeah, they play they play into the story. Like I never I never watched Demon Slayer and say, man, that person just got ripped to pieces just to get ripped to pieces. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. like when you when you first meet uh when you first meet uh Michael Jackson, uh. First meeting Michael Jackson. Uh, what, what's my name? The, like the main demon. I can't remember his name. It's in my life. Basically, Michael Jackson. Yeah, we first meet Michael Jackson, right? And like he kills that dude because the dude got too close to him, man. He got too close. To him. I didn't even feel that was like a wasteless death. And it was so crazy how this dude just like slipped into like, hey, it's my wife and my kids. You know, I think he just like slaughtered somebody. So it's it's a great show. It's it's a really great show. Um, and one thing I liked about it too was I like that how fast it caught fire. I like that people like stories like that. I like that people like complete and detailed stories. And Demon Slayer, at a time where I thought anime was just in its most stagnant form, Demon Slayer actually gave me hope. 
it gave me hope that people want stories like this. It gave me hope that things will change and things will like keep progressing forward. So I liked it, man. I, I liked it a lot. I liked it, and uh, you know, once again, like I said about all these, I encourage everybody to watch them. Uh, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we just talked about Demon Slayer, and we talked about how a story doesn't have to last forever to be a good story. We talked about how a story could actually end, which brings us to something that is, in a way, heart-wrenching for me to talk about. Uh, and that is Berserk, right? Mm-hmm. So, the reason why Berserk didn't get into the top 10 or top 5 or whatever is, is pretty evident uh, from some of the things we said. Uh, one thing Berserk will never at least by the man who wrote it or created it, will never be finished. Uh, Kitaro Miro, uh, I'm just going to say Kitaro, I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, but he he passed away uh, not too long ago. He passed away and uh, his work will never be finished. And it's crazy because Berserk was, Berserk started in 1988. Oh, shoot. That was when I was born. Well, there was like a prototype, really. Well, you can say his origin was 1988, but let's just say it was... Let's just say it got started in 1992. So, 1992. Uh, and it was a manga, and one thing I can say about Berserk, Berserk is probably one of the most... Uh, the, the darkest... The darkest animes I've ever created. Like, the darkest... Uh, the darkest and most heart-wrenching things I think I've ever seen. One thing about the main character, Guts' whole existence is pain. His entire existence. Uh, I mean, he was literally born from a woman that was hung from a tree. Uh, so, it is... So, his life was hard from the beginning, and it doesn't get better at all. Until he meets a group called the Band of the Hawk. And you meet a man called Griffith, and uh, you meet another young lady named Casca, and other members of the band of the Hulk that became Guts' best friends. And Guts' life, even though, uh, and they're, they're a band of mercenaries, and even though his life was still filled with blood and death, you know, his goals changed from surviving to trying to make Griffith's dreams come true. Uh, but one thing we can say is that uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Guts began to grow and began to become his own man. Uh, he fell in love with Casca. And he had a future that he and her had planned out. Griffith, being the person that he is, considered that to be betrayal. And his ambitions finally caught up with him. And uh, he suffered greatly. And he decided to sacrifice Guts, Casca, and the Band of the Hawks for more power. And probably one of the most disturbing scenes in anime history. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. You can watch it. I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and the pain and punishment that Griffith afflicted upon the survivors uh, was unimaginable. But one thing that Berserk got right is Guts. He got Guts right because Guts started and he changed. And then he was faced with this terrible scenario, terrible situation. And he changed again. Uh and he became an embodiment of hatred and anger, anger and hatred, just to get back at Griffith for what he did to Casca, just for what he did to her. 
that my issue with Berserk is that I think I've never waited so long for a character to die. I never waited so long for a character to get what he deserved, which is Griffith. And I'll never, at least not by the man who created it, I'll never see his life end the way I want it to. And that's just garbage to me. The most dark, the most twisted, the most captivating, captivating uh, enemies I've ever seen I've ever watched. Especially the 1997 adaptation of it. And that ending was so, what can I say? That ending was so shocking to me that I said to myself, hey, there's got to be more of it. And we got more of it. We got more of it. Uh, but the more we got was animated terribly. It trash was, it was CGI. Animated terribly. It was anime. trash CGI. It was literally trash CGI. And you're probably wondering to yourself, why would I even put this in my honorable mentions, right? Why would I do it? Because even with the trash CGI, the story is still there. The foundation is still there. The building may be wobbly, but the, the foundation under the building is still solid. The base is there, right? There's enough that you can just wade your way through it, get to it, see like, wow, we got something here. But Berserk will never be in my top five, it will never be in my top ten, it will never be in my top twenty. Because I will never get the ending that I'm looking for. No one will ever get the ending that they're looking for with this anime. You gotta think to yourself, and I'm gonna bring this up again. How many people have been born and died since 1997? Even the creator has passed away. But the story still stands. My biggest issue, and this is going to seem contradictory when we actually get to, you know, our last two animes. I already know what one of yours is. This is going to seem very contradictory. It's going to seem super contradictory. It it really Mm -hmm. is. And I'm going to admit that, and I'm prefacing that right now. But good Lord, finish your damn story. Finish your story. Nobody knows what tomorrow will bring to them. Nobody knows what hardships. Nobody knows what's going to come. Nobody does. Finish your story. If you put your story out there, finish it. Be done with it. Eventually. The thing about Berserk was, you know, that got me crazy about Berserk. Man, he did, this guy did other things. He did other things besides Berserk. I said to myself, man, bro, just, just finish this and you can do whatever you want to do, man. Just get it over with. But he never finished it. Never finished it. And he passed away. It was it was it was unfortunate, man. He he passed away. He died at fifty four. That's a young age, man. He died May he died May of this year, May of twenty twenty one. Did they ever say like confirm what what caused his death? Uh, I think it was something to do with his heart. I think. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was like acute. Uh, I think something happened to like his aorta, uh, aorta or something like that. I think it was like acute aortic something. I think from what mm-hmm. I read. It's like a heart valve. If I think I'm saying that right, I'm not a doctor, guys. I'll just be, I'll be real with you. I'm not, uh, I'm not a doctor. Uh, yeah. So, well, unfortunately, neither am I. Because if, if we were, we'd probably not be doing this. I just, I just, I just play one on TV. Just play one on TV. Uh, uh, but <laughs> we, we also don't do that. They also do that yet, yet. Uh, 
Wait, just, well, wait, Geek Syndrome is going to get big one today, and they're going to be calling us. I was like, you know, you guys got a lot of chemistry. You want to be on this soap opera? And we're going to be like, yes. Yes, we would love to be on your soap opera, Mr. Popper Man. I would like and to we be would, on Days of Our Lives. And we will never leave, and you won't ever have to worry about yes. recasting us because we will stay. <laughs> I was like, hey, call me Stefano. Like, no, we can't call you Stefano. Well, I'm Stefano now. I am him now. <laughs> But it's just, it just sucks, man. It's just, it just absolutely sucks. You know, like, I feel like I'm in tirade mode right now. I feel like I'm in, like, absolute, like, just attack mode. And I'm not attacking this thing because Berserk, even though it's dark and twisted way, is beautiful. It's beautiful in its construction. It's beautiful in how the characters play out with each other. It's, it's beautiful in the terms of combat. It's beautiful even in the gore. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. It's a sight to behold. It's a sight to behold. It is one of the greatest stories crafted by a man. But it will never be finished. It'll never be finished. If you haven't watched Berserk, watch it. If you haven't read the manga, read it. Feel the way I feel. Yeah. See, I, I, I stay silent through that whole thing because I don't really have a, a horse in that race because I really haven't got into Berserk yet. So... I've seen some art. It's actually really, really, really nice. Um, that's about all I can say about that. Okay. Uh, that was your number one. My last number one for honorable mentions is My Hero Academia. Ah, My Hero Academia. Good show. Um, good show. Um, I hear, and a good manga, I'm actually, well, I'm a little behind now. I did get I did catch up recently, but I'm kind of behind like about 10 or so chapters now. But, it's a series that took a, a, a an American concept actually, and kind of broke it down and structured it to a point where it gives the typical superhero story a lot more to do. Like over here, we have at this point now, when it comes to like our uh, Batman's and Superman stories and anything like that, it, it's kind of now they're basically you got uh, writers that want to write a certain story and they're basically filling in the characters with uh, superheroes. Now that's not the case. Every time Uh, there's a lot of good stories still being told. Actually, we're going to be talking about one of those pretty soon. Um, But it's kind of getting to the point of this, like the thing that the reason why manga is so much more enticing for a lot of people is the fact that it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And your typical superhero series does not have that. It just keeps going until they just don't sell no more. And then yeah, they, until, they the, pull it. Until, until the sales stop, or until they figure the sales are going to end is when they stop it, which is bananas and to me. No matter what's going to happen, no matter how bad the sales may slump, I guarantee you, you'll never not see a Batman book, a Superman book, or a Spider-Man book. Those three are guaranteed to always be around, no matter what. They may do some things to change it up, which they have done in the past, but you're always going to see them there. The story is going to continue, and it's never going to end. So My Hero Academia took this story formula and this, uh, this the superhero genre and basically gave it a whole new setup, middle uh, beginning, middle, and end. And it's very similar. 
and basically the story starts off with uh, Deku, who is a kid who doesn't have a quirk. And what quirks are is basically, think of it as like a mutant ability that everybody in the world manifests, but a, a few select can't do it. Deku is one of those few select. His entire goal is he wants to join UA because of his hero, All Might. He wants to become a hero that saves people by smiling just like him. Basically, he admires All Might so much he wants to be him. Well, he also, it's not just like a stupid dream of his to do that. He actually is very courageous, and he actually has examples of that early on where he saves his classmate, uh, Bakugo, from getting like uh, attacked. And because of that, All Might witnesses it. And you're probably wondering, like, why did All Might not save him? Well, because there's an issue later on. All Might is injured really badly from a fight with a previous uh, enemy. I'm not going to get too far into it because this is a really deep story after a while. But because of that, he's basically can only stay in his super form for like, what, three hours at the beginning? And so he's looking for a... Yeah, it's not a, very long. You're right. Yeah, he's looking for like a, a, a new a prodigy, like basically a new person to take over the mantle because he can pass that quirk on to somebody else. And he chooses Deku because of his heart. So the whole series is really about Deku learning how to control all for one and or is it one for all? One for all. Yeah, one for all for one's the other guy. <laughs> so basically he's like a, he's learning how to control one for all. And throughout the whole thing it's like him progressing and getting stronger and starting to like you see little bits of him actually being able to control his abilities longer than what he could and everything like that. So it's uh more kind of like one of those things where he it's a great you get to see a character from the beginning and see him grow you get to see the roots and it's gotten really dark towards the end um so far and it's something that could definitely it's gonna once it's concluded if they don't mess up and do something where like the way we talked about before um we'll talk about on another episode and mess up and put too much filler into it this could be a top contender for a lot of people as well in the future I mean, you know, I think I think My Hero Academia has an extreme amount of potential. An extreme amount of potential. I, I really, I really do. Now, I've I've been on record, I think I've talked to you about it, is that I've had my issues with it. Is that... Yeah, uh, you, you, you go like back and forth with it. Yeah, I, and I do, man, because I'm not, I'm not a big Deku guy. I'm not a big Deku guy. I mean, I don't dislike him. I actually dislike more people than I dislike Deku. And uh, I'm not, I'm, you know, that that whole relationship with him and Bakia, man, I just, I just dislike Bakuga. Bakuga, I'm sorry, Bakuga, forgive me. Uh, I just, uh, I just couldn't get into it, man. I, I just don't like their dynamic. I just don't like their dynamic and how they play off each other. I feel like some of the stuff I read or some of the stuff I watch, I get a lot of talk no jutsu. But I will say this, right? I, I will say this. Is that My Hero Academia is a well-crafted story, and Deku does evolve. One thing I like—that's one thing I like about a lot of people, a lot of animes—is that Deku continues to get better. Every time I decide to pick it up, every time I decide to read it, he is better. He vastly improves each and every time. And I've been reading some of this stuff that's been happening kind of off and on. I'm kind of mm-hmm. fragmented, but it's kind of like now he's putting that hero community on his back. Like yeah, he is, because, he's the light. He's 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 the sun that's shining. And I and I I enjoy that. 
Yeah, because I mean, like, not to get too spoilery about it, but something big happens where the viewpoint of heroes changed. Right. And another thing, though, too, I want to touch on before we get into our actual last two, our final two, is uh, the way he who is the guy? I forget the guy's name who does the story, but the way he crafts uh, certain characters that you kind of hate it at the beginning, but then he kind of like changes lady, them around. Right? Yeah, it's a lady. Is it a lady? No, it's a dude. It's a dude that does this. But a lady does a demon slayer. Oh, okay, that is right. That is right. But um, he he get these he gets these characters that you start off kind of like where you hate them and you don't see how you can redeem them, and then he gets them to a point where you start to kind of like feel bad for him and start seeing like okay they are trying to change he did that with two characters he did that with bakugo which i know you hate and he did it with um what's his name ember ember um todoroki's dad endeavor Uh, endeavor endeavor he does it with them too and he's those turn into like some of my favorite characters towards the end of the series so far so and deku is one of those characters that you know starts off a whiny little brat Kind of well, not whiny brat, but like a he cries a lot. But he is now to a point where he is, like you said, he's shouldering a lot of his burden, and he's he's stepping up for the challenge. So I feel like my hero academia's got a lot of potential to get out there. It's just going to have to get past its uh, the finishing, and then it's going to have to kind of settle for a little bit, and then people will come back to it and be like, okay, yeah, this is good stuff right here. Which is wild, right. you know. It was just wild. It's like the two. The the two, okay, the the two newest kings or two newest animes at their absolute peak are ending, you know, are ending and not lasting 15, 20 years, which is wild Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, because my hero is in his last arc right now. Yeah, my hero is in his last arc. Uh, Demon Slayer is done, basically. Mm -hmm. It's wild stuff, man. You know, that's, that's the... That is a nice and a welcome tone shift. It's nice and it's a welcome tone shift, and I like it. But then again, you know, before we kind of go into the big stuff, I think manga artists are afraid of abandoning their cash cow. Uh, Look at what's happening to... Okay, look at what happened with Kishimoto when he stopped Naruto and tried to make that samurai manga. And look how that failed. Yep. You know and now he's back on Barto. Which Barto is already... Uh, okay. There's no redeeming quality to Barto. He can't save it. Well, <laughs> he, could, about, okay, he couldn't even save Naruto, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. When it comes to Barto, my lingering feelings that I have for Naruto have, have greatly impacted how I feel about Boruto. And I know that's what's what's the best way I say it. I know I'm always say, hey, you need to separate yourself from certain things to get a great opinion. But yeah, that that lingering, that that lingering feeling is so hard. Like you know how I was so passionate about Berserk, I get passionate about like that about Mar- about Naruto too. So I can't necessarily let that go. But uh, over to uh, over to why the people came here. Over to why the people came to see us. Wow, we spent a lot of time. With yeah, we did a lot longer than I thought. Way longer than I thought. And who has an auto mail right?
right arm. I know you. You are the Full Metal Alchemist, Edward Elric. So, it's not you? Um, no. I'm his younger brother, Alphon. But he's erupt. Oh, yeah, can erupt do this? I've heard the stories, but still, I never imagined this. The Full Metal Alchemist is just a little kid. Don't call me little! You know, brother, I don't think he was really talking about your height just now. Well, even if he wasn't, he still kicked me.